Hello and welcome to Ready and Newman's daily podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is April 19, 2021. The time is about 3.30 p.m. Reddy and NPC desk the Zoom conference calls every single day. For those people who listen to this uh, in any other media other than live, you can check our timings at rnlawgroup.com. For those people who are in the conf- in the Zoom conference, if you want to ask any question, please raise your hands. You'll be announced with your, with your name to ask the question. Santoshi? Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, my name is Santoshi. So my question is, uh, my current H4 and H4 EAD are expiring on August 22nd of this year. Uh, and mm-hmm. my H1 uh, got picked up in the lottery. Uh, mm-hmm. So even if my H1 gets approved, it will start from October 1st, right? So now mm-hmm. we are in confusion. Uh, should we apply for H4 and H4 EAD renewal? Because my husband mm-hmm. got uh, extension recently till 2024. So You should apply you should apply for the extension, definitely. Both the reason H4. is that you... Okay, go ahead. I mean, when you apply for H4, apply for me H4 plus EAD2 also, okay? Yeah. Now, the question is that there are some... When you look into the internet, you read into it. Um, when I say raise your hands, guys, it's actually raise the hands in the in the Zoom session, not hand raising, guys. Um, so when 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 you are... Um, when you you have to apply for H4 and, and apply for EAD too. When you look into the internet, you will find out that there is something called last action rule, saying that if your H1B gets approved and then your H4 gets approved, you may be in trouble and all those things. There are ways to undo it. So let's say your H1B is approved in July and in, in November you get H4 approved. You will be on H4 from starting from November though. But there are ways to undo it. The way you undo it, you go to Mexico, you come in, you tell them that I'm working for this company. That is called undoing the H4 without going to the immigration process, though. It's also called as automatic revalidation. Okay. Because you're going to ask me the question, I don't have the H1B stamping. How can I go to Mexico and come back? Yes, there is an exception. If you go to Mexico and Canada, you're coming back within 30 days. If you have a valid identity for you can come back without stamping, only to Canada and Mexico. You can read that article at rnlockgroup.com. For now, though, you don't have much option. Apply for H4 plus EAD right now. Okay? Uh, I have, yeah, I have one question, sorry. Uh, so, thing mm-hmm. is, like, suppose my uh, EAD gets approved sometime in December, say, suppose, and my H1 will start from October if it gets approved. So, that time, do I have to go for change of status again? You don't have to if you don't want to. You don't have okay, to so if you don't want to. If I'm on H1 and my H4 EAD gets approved, so will that cause any problem or can I continue working I, on H1? 
I explained the whole thing just now, all the thing, and then you're asking the same question. Let's go to the next caller, please. Thank you. Rishi? Yeah, hi. Hi, Raul. Thanks for doing this. Uh, so I'm actually working at a firm, and uh, they have a subsidiary office in London. Uh, and they are red, they are kind of basically evaluating that they can transfer me there. But I, I live in Boston, and I want to kind of come back to Boston. Uh, my question is, can I come back? Uh, I know that there is the L1 visa thing, but within that one year frame, can I come back on like a regular business visa and like work on projects in the US? First thing is that if you're coming on a business visa, you can't work on the projects. Okay. Second thing is that if you are going and spending time in London in the subsidiary, you know that you must work for one year before you're eligible for L1 is right. Any time period you spend in United States working or visiting for that on a business purpose as you come into this country will be deducted from the time period that you are in United States. So let's say on May 1st, you go to London and you start working there. Oh, the business required that you must attend some conferences or whatever it is to come into United States. You spend here for three months and now you are at May 1st of 2022. Can you file a L1 visa? Nah, you did three months, 90 days in United States. That'll be deducted. What about how oh, your company send you to Japan for the three months? Will the one year be counted? Yes, the whole one year will be counted. The period that you spent time working for the London company in Tokyo will be counted towards the one year. But when you enter into United States, that time will not be counted. And, uh, Next person, please. My, my, sorry. sorry, one more thing. I had a second question around uh, uh, this. Uh, if the company is going to sponsor an L1, uh, can you just tell me uh, what are the pros and cons of L1A and L1B? Uh, I just have like three years of work X. Um, well, L1A will get you the green card faster. That's one of the major advantage. L1A is for seven years. L1B is for five years. A green card is a main advantage for L1A though. Um, you said you have only three years experience though. Um, right. it, it's not, you may have one year experience. You may have 10 year, 20 years experience. That's not a major consideration to move into L1. The question is that at what level of job you are at that company? Maybe you're a fresh graduate, but they hire you at a higher level where you're managing 50 people though. Yeah, you're definitely eligible for L1 visa. I would prefer myself personally to come an L1A rather than L1B though. Because that will get my green card faster. I have seven years time and it's a higher level. You must be working at a higher level manager in London. And when you come back, the position here should be higher level manager. If you're qualified, then it's L1A. If you have a specialized knowledge, let's say, for example, if it is Java uh, 6.42 and your company is implementing something. Yeah, that is in the 6.42 if you're specializing in something that your company needs, we call that a specialized knowledge. That's when you're eligible for L1B visa. Okay. Oh, that was helpful. Thank Next you so person, please. Ashok. Yeah, Rahul. Uh, my prior date is 2011, Jan. And mm-hmm. my 140 mm-hmm. was approved uh, after that. And uh, 2018, I left the company and... Uh, Wait, 2010, uh, when... Uh, which 2000, one? Uh, 2010. 11, what is your priority? 
ലെവൻജാൻ ലെവൻജ് ലെവൻജാൻ ടു തൗസൻഡ് ടെൻ ഓക്കെ ജനുവരി ടു തൗസൻഡ് ലെവൻ and i moved okay, to in 2000 not to not to not to okay yeah so in 2018 i moved to company b mm-hmm. and uh, when i moved to company b the company a has withdrawn the financial liability of my uh, my 140 so in, 20, mm-hmm. in the last year december they filed for my uh, adjustment of status but i want to know by withdrawing the 140 liability with them should i file for 140 again now or is not required my status in the online says it is it is still active it has been approved wait when they say financial withdrawal there is nothing called financial withdrawal did they withdraw by 140 company a yes or no mm. or you don't know mm. uh, i moved out of the company after 5 years of working there you did not answer my question no so they did not withdraw the i140 they did not withdraw what, what do you they mean said they to me the what they said to me is they sent a letter to usas saying that this employee is no more working with us and so we don't have the financial we don't bear the financial liability that is considered as withdrawal of the i140 though oh, okay i want Then you I to do one yeah mm-hmm. so did you file the 485 in october or you're planning to file 485 Uh, 485 was filed already in december but 140 was not filed at that time oh my goodness that's not good yeah. first yeah. thing i want you to do is that i want you to find out if the i140 has been withdrawn officially or not the best way to find out is called f o i a u s c i s can you write it down please f o i a u s c i s yeah yeah i already, I already, yeah, I already mailed them yesterday uh, did a foia request yesterday Yeah, how long it takes for the foia request for uh, i'm been told i'm been told like people like you it's taking about 3 weeks 3 weeks okay so according to the foia so what should i put in the foia request when well, you said you already filed it i already filed yeah but if i want i can file one more uh, if yeah, it's, it's called you want a petition of the i140 okay that's it so i, Next I should ask there. them to, okay well petition for i ask them is it petition for my 140 I should ask them is valid, right? No, don't ask them anything. Petition for I one forty. Once you okay. give us a copy of it, we will be able to determine whether it's been withdrawn or not. Let's go to the okay, next question. Thank you very much. Yeah, hi Rahul. Thank you for taking this question for me. Um, Rahul, uh, based on your experience, I wanted to understand what is the processing time that you are seeing for I four eight five application. assuming that um, you know my 140 is approved my medicals are done and submitted and uh, biometrics are done so what is the usual time frame that you are seeing in the huge service center? answered you didn't answered my crucial one thing what is uh, is the final action date current for you or not yes sir it's it's current it could be any day for you if your medicals are done if your biometrics are done you could be approved for green card at any time yeah but uh, see uh, my 140 was approved actually last year april 29 uh, 2020 and since then my uh, date is current but it's almost going to be one year and uh, you know uh, and you know i've i've not heard anything the, the last update is my myopetrics complete that's all i got i got to, it could be any day that's what we are noticing is if the biometrics is done if the final action date is done they are acting very quickly 
they are not going with the online status. When you look into online U.S. processing time of the I-485 for employment, it is somewhere around three to four years. They definitely yeah. are not there. They definitely are not there. They're very fast. That's all I can tell. We have seen cases that are approved in four months. Okay. Okay. But, so my, that, my, there is, there is nothing you can do right now because if you go there, they'll say, ah, processing time is four years. Shut your mouth, guy. That's what they'll say. It, but that's exactly not in practice. There's nothing you can do right now. You, you just actually, when I it. call them, when I call them, that's what they are saying. And they're saying they, that they, it is actually. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you what they're telling you before you told me. Yeah. So they, they, uh, another point is they told me that my case is in the Houston service center. Are they referring to the Houston field office? Because I don't think there is a Houston service center for USCIS, right? There could be, it could be in the field. It could have been in the service center itself. There is no Houston service center though. It, it could be that they may have sent it here. It could be they may not have sent it. We don't know what they mean, but I can say that most probably, um, you know, it should be adjudicated any day right now. And there is, you don't have any right for, to ask them to adjudicate right now. Nothing can be done from you. Okay. And, and my uh, medicals are actually expiring next month. The two years time frame is expiring in May. You can, I you can, you in- can file, you can file the interfiling if you want to. Oh, you mean to renew the medical? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Okay. But are, are they, are they generally typically trying to approve it within the two years of the medical? Have you seen that in any case? No, they are not checking that thing that carefully. Okay. Next person, please. Thank you. Lata? Yeah, my question is, uh, my husband GC was filed in October 2015. That time his designation was a .NET lead. And then after a few promotions, now this year he has been promoted as a technical uh, account manager. And when last year, when our extension, H1 extension was filed, the designation in the extension was mentioned as a delivery manager. So my question is that like after the designation has changed, so do we need to file a new perm or is there any amendment that we can do in that, in the existing did, one? In 2015, did you file yes. for it along with your husband? I'm sorry, what you said? In 2015, did you file for it along with your husband? Uh, for for you, me, at four? No. In 2015, you said your, your, your husband filed the, the a form application, date. form application. Yes, the priority date. So, okay, let me rephrase it. Uh, in 2015, his GC was filed, like the priority date is October, uh, 15, October 2015. And after okay. that, like so in, in those years. So I got the point. Has, so, so when you say GC is filed, you meant to say yeah. that, um, the firm labor certification has been filed. Okay. Got it. Yes, so the priority date now, is right, right. Okay. So I believe that I believe, I believe that it is a natural increment in the position to go from a dotnet person to a delivery manager. I, I really don't like the delivery manager because believe me, for outside IT guys, delivery manager means it's like a pizza hut delivery manager. That's how we look it. Uh, which is not, I know that. I don't like those titles. So, but um, assuming that he's definitely not a Pizza Hut delivery manager, he's definitely an IT delivery manager. Um, yeah, that looks to be a natural increment in position in the past six years. I don't think so personally. I don't think so that it requires a palm labor which, because it's a natural increment in the position. But however, 
your husband and your husband's employer has to agree with me. If they don't agree, then you have to file another bomb of labor. Okay. Okay. Next person. I, I, if I'm your company's lawyer, I'll advise, I would overrule your husband and the employer on it. But, you know, depends on, depends on, it depends on the company and their lawyer and your husband too. Okay. So the attorney is, uh, the, uh, we are talking to our attorney. So they, they are confused. Like they are in discussion mode and they are saying like, they, okay, they are discussing. They are confused. Do they need to find well, a new Even, even if they, even if they are confused though, there is still another exception. Your husband mm-hmm. might be a delivery manager of Pizza Hut delivery. I don't care. No, no. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Let me finish. If his future, they are willing to offer him in the future job, as the dot net person though, it doesn't matter what he's working, he will still get the green card. Okay. I so interrupted there is no you. You have some. That is my opinion, but they have to cooperate though. Okay. So basically this year he has been promoted as a technical account manager. So, uh, he is handling all the co- uh, technical things, but ma'am, on account ma'am, level ma'am, now. Ma'am. I think so. It is still a natural increment. If you don't believe, you have to file a labor certification again. Same thing. Everybody has to believe. If somebody doesn't believe, then either your husband or the employer doesn't believe they have to file a form. I personally don't think it's thinks that it's a natural increment. But the way you're sounding is that it's not a natural increment. But I I don't <laughs> believe in that thing. I no, believe it's, it's a natural increment. Yeah, it is natural. It is natural. Okay. Well, then it is. I make sure that your husband believes it. And his husband keeps on saying that thing. You go to the lawyer and keep on saying, no, I am a delivery manager. I, what delivery manager are you? You're just a software person anyway. So that's the way I believe. Okay. Let's go to the okay, next follow-up. Okay, thank, thank you. Sometimes people make it more complicated than the what things are. So try to make sure that you, when you speak with the lawyers also, the company lawyers, you have to speak in their language. That's a better way of speaking. Next person, please. Because sure. delivery manager for us is like, yeah. I don't know. I worked as a pizza delivery guy. So that's the only thing I can think. Go ahead, Thank you, Rahul. Thank you, Rahul, for giving me this opportunity. So um, I have worked with the company A for five years from 2008 to 2012. And then I moved on to work with other companies. What? It was a graduate. What visa? H1 visa. Okay. So uh, now I'm working with the company B. Uh, as as my uh, priority date got current in October, I I went back to company A and asked them to apply for my green card. So as a future employment, so they, they did it for me. They applied for my EAD, AP, and the I-485. But I'm not working with them currently. Now six months have passed. My question is, though I intend to work with them after my green card is done but recently when i talked to him he said like if i get any other offer or if my company would like to continue uh, the employment i can do that he's having some financial problems but he's always willing to help me but just in case i would like to consider my options after six months am i eligible for the ac21 because i have not worked with him for the last few years one thing is that i like your employer this employer who found your green card He's a very nice guy. Please promote him. Poor guy. Um, second thing is, um, yeah, you can do the AC21 right now. Uh, do, you said that you filed 48 for application, but did you told me that you filed I-140 in October or you did not? No, it's just a straight I-140 485. Was on, 
I so, 140 was already approved with company A. I only filed no. like after that. Hmm. Answer to my question is you only filed 485. I I applied for 485, 765, and advancement. Not I-140, definitely not I-140. So uh, you you it's been 180 days. If you if you are not joining the old company, my recommendation is to have your current company file a 485J supplement for you. Okay. Uh, so the requirement um, the requirement is that it, at the time when they file the 485 application. There must be a job offer open for you for that company, and the job offer should continue to exist for 100 180 days after you file the 485 application, which completes it by this month, though according to what I can right. estimate it. So there is no right. need that the job offer need to continue after 180 days. You can switch to a different company, and then they can file a 485 J supplement. Uh, oh, I did not work for the company. Well, I didn't. The regulation doesn't say you have to work for the company. Oh, so I do not need to be working with them at the time. As the, the regulations, are, regulations does not say that you have to work for the company. Again, the job offer must be there, must have existed for 180 days. Period. Don't add your things in there unnecessarily. Let's go to the next caller. But do the 485J supplement by the new company though. Don't hold on because it's better to have a 485J supplement with this new company, with so the current company. My current company. My current company, I approached them for the I-485. They said like they are not willing to do that. Um, If they, they don't willing the to do it, that's that's the worst company that you can work for. Move to another company. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You better move. Right. You better move. The reason is that yeah. they will issue an RFE at that point of time. They don't sign it. Your 485 will be denied. So it's better if you are, they are not willing to file a 485 J supplement. Kick them out. They don't like you. Would you get it? Move out of it. Yeah. Next person, please. Thank Nitin, you. hi Rahul. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, so um, I'm, I don't know if it's a university or not. So for H1B, right? So the problem is that uh, we have H1B till the end of the year, uh, and uh, my company, you know, is is willing to file for that, uh, you know, H1 and H4 extension. But uh, mm-hmm. we just had a baby, and I'm going on a four months vacation. So is it even will it, will it cause any problem if they file an extension of H1 and H4 while both of us are not in the country? We want to go to India for three months. I mean, I have parental leave for twenty weeks. Man, what kind of company will give it? We need productivity in USA, buddy. <laughs> um, one one thing is, if you are in India for a, such a long period, though, it creates a lot of doubt, especially when the extension is pending, whether or not the job exists. When does your current H one B expires? Uh, January fifteenth, twenty twenty two. Why do you want to have the? Uh, uh, sorry, when are your retirement expires? January of next year, like in six months, like seven eight months. But, but why would you like to have the baby delivered in India? No, no, baby is already done. Baby is done. Okay. Baby is three months old. Now we are, okay. you know, I mean, right? I'm going to Canada, right? Uh, because I have a Canadian PR. That was a follow up question I had. You know, like three years ago we applied and we have completed two years. I almost. got the I got the point. So you are going there, staying there for a month of three months period. Which three months period is it? After January or before January? No, now May, June, July. In fact, August also, like mid-August. Okay. Uh, so you you're going to file the extension after coming back or before going? Though? Technically, six months was like a break-even point. I was thinking June, so which I'll be there okay. out of the country. No, I, no, I want you to file while you're in the country, though, rather than outside the country. 
Uh, there are a couple of reasons. One is that um, when you're outside the country, the I-94 is not there. Uh, practically, you cannot file an extension. You have to be here. Then they have to file a consular processing, which is not advisable. So you have to file here. I would recommend not even filing before you leave because your I-94 will, number will change when you come back. So it is advisable that you go and come back. Three months is a reasonable period, but make, make sure that you have the paycheck, you have all the documentation. That you are on a leave. Yes. Uh, they're, they're taking care of I mean, I work for a big four company, so that's not a big issue. Yeah, but still, you need to have the documentation for a period of time, how you are on leave, and you're still getting the paychecks from that particular company. So make sure you have the documentation when you're entering into the country. So you'll be yes. fine there. So my wife is planning to stay back there because she's very close to getting a passport. Like, you know, we have completed two and a half years out of the three years of Canadian. No, your wife... You, your wife can stay as long as she wants to. I don't see any problem so, but, with it. But my follow-up question was, my labor is almost getting approved and my date is current in EB3. So they'll file for... She has to be... Years. She has to be... Uh, so you prior to it, she has to be in the country to file the 485 application. She cannot be outside the country. So once you file it, can she go back or no? Does she have the H4 stamping? No. We, are, uh, we, are, we have an appointment she... for November. So we always yeah. do that. Uh, so, you know. Yeah. If she has the H4, if she's going and coming back on H4 stamping though, uh, she would not have any problem. Okay. So, but we, in Canada, right? We always use automatic re, you know, revalidation. So we have, ne- I have never had automatic, almost- automatic revalidation is not valid. If you go for more than 30 days, don't ever use it though. I don't know that part because I have stayed out and they've always let me in. I mean, never, I never, never, never use it. No, don't, okay. don't, 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 don't. Next time, don't ask it. They may put you in deportation though. Doesn't matter which company you work for. The rule is very clear. The automatic revalidation is only valid if you are going for under 30 days, above 30 days. Automatic revalidation is not valid. Okay. Wow. So if I go for a three month period, I am pretty much like done, done. I can't come back even now. Even now, I don't if you don't a have a passport, if you don't have passport stamping, you can't come back. No, you can't come back. You're not yeah. supposed to come back. Automatic revalidation is not applicable to you. Even when you have to ask after officer, the officer was very nice to you. Uh, you may find some officers that may be, that may kick you out of the country. It's not good. So if my wife's passport status changes while the whole I have a 485, you know, I get an EID may not be. That's know, not a problem. That's, th- that is not a problem. That is not a problem. Okay. Let's go to the next caller, guys. Thank you. It's your wife changed to Canadian citizen while the whole process is going. Not a problem. Hey, Rahul. Uh, thank you for the call. Uh, my name is Binod. Um, I had a very short two questions. Uh, i just give you the quick background. Uh, my 485 is pending and I'm currently an H1B visa. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm planning to travel on H1B. I never had a stamping before. Uh, my question is, if I re- if I send the renewal of I-765 and 131 concurrently mm-hmm. travel back to home country, is that make the application abandoned? Only my- I-131. Only I-131, not I-765. So, okay, in case, because the data are very tight back in home. So if I didn't get any data, like due to the COVID, anything, they cancel the appointment. Should I be able to return on my existing approved 131, which is valid till September 2021, even I file the renewal is pending? Absolutely, you can. Absolutely, you can. 
you can come back before september of 2021 even my 131 renewal is pending right that's not an issue that's fine that's gone once you leave the country i131 one is gone you don't count on it but you told me very clearly that you have yeah. an i131 which is already approved it, it is on a card of ead it clearly says that it's advanced parole so you are good until september 2021 okay then can i file the renewal like even if i have to after, travel in after you come back you can file the renewal for the i131 again so 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 now i can just file 765 then like and then travel. if you have apps if you are absolutely sure you're going to travel only file 765 if you have any doubt of travel file both the things it's free anyway okay let's go to the I, next caller let's uh, go to the next caller quick only two questions guys next caller please okay. shubhadas um yeah hi rahul um so my question is somewhat i think you touched upon it uh, in the at the start so basically my wife's um, h4 um, is uh, valid till like december this year um mm-hmm. and I, my h1 as well using uh, through my mm-hmm. previous employer but i changed mm-hmm. company so i got a new i797 which is uh, now valid till uh, 2023 so we are planning mm-hmm. to travel to mexico um, and you know come back within two days or two or three days so i'm guessing that mm-hmm. in that uh, at the port of entry when she enters she would have her h4 extended till um, 2023 uh, no so when is when well, i didn't said that i didn't said that um when is her h4 expiring uh uh december 2021 right now most most probably she will be only allowed to come until december 2021 there are mm-hmm. one or two circumstances where we have seen them extending it that's not natural so i don't want you to count on that when you go to mexico and come back they're going to extend her i94 your i94 is already until 2023 i don't see any problem of you getting i94 until 2023 but she won't get that because that's the whole purpose for our travel right now no no she should not get it she should not go for that the only okay. i94 what what we're discussing with the other people is that if you don't have a visa if you go to mexico you can come back with the valid i94 she has only validated an 84 until december not until 2023 so the automatic revalidation is not applicable for the purpose for which you are trying to achieve next person please and just one last thing how long is the h4 ead currently taking because uh, the reason Anywhere for between term- 6 months to 18 months okay so and we can file it right now even though her two H4- questions next next person please we're going to limit two questions guys aditya Uh hey Rahul I have just quick two questions I was working on an EBC model with the old employer my priority mm-hmm. date is September 2016 and I have moved to new company and I got uh, H1B approved with a new company for 3 years so mm-hmm. uh, what would you do if you are in my place like I just need a suggestion as e- I'm in EB2 2016 that's the first question no would you okay. would you tell the company wait, to file it so you are you used to be with evc right now you are with end client no uh no no in the middle layer like infosys something other company so so right right now the company that you are working does it have a 2016 priority date approval right now uh they didn't file yet they didn't file, they didn't initiate my labor and i am 140 so who, so who has the like, two, who has a 2016 approval for you the old employer 
would you be i would go to the old employer if the guy will take me okay so i mean asking you shishu would you start the old process with the new employer or stick on with the old employer i may what go would you do in my the, i would go with the old employer though you may not have enough time to go with the new employer with the current employer to file a labor and i140 you may not have so, enough so time. 2016 might 2016 might be too fast so you're telling i am expecting that to be current okay. in 2021 october and that has sure, not sure. enough time for you I'll, okay okay that's the solution okay. Yeah. okay and one more question yeah. is can can my old employer give, give any gift or something like to some assets of some value if it is something where he is giving for the past work for you he can always give a deferred bonus to you saying that you know the performance that you have done two years ago what you work they can document it that Still way he can give you. me now yeah he can and give he can it. give the w to end of the year Yes, okay. but make sure the documentation is done because then it's not like you are working. It's something that you know you got the reward for you work before. Yeah. Yeah, he wants sure to give this... a bonus which I worked before. Right, he can, he can. He just need to document it properly though. Um, okay. And so give the W two end of the year. Yeah, then then you know because if somebody inquires into it, anything is money laundering. But it has a proper justification. It's not a money laundering. So can in this case, it was no. That's money laundry. Okay. okay. That's money laundry. Okay. Let's go to the last Thanks. caller today, guys. Sorry, we'll go to the last caller today. Jaypal. Yeah. Hi, Rahul. Uh, this is Jaypal. I have two questions. Uh, uh, one is uh, I'm planning to move back to my old employer who filed my labor and I-140 in 2015. So, but mm-hmm. my old employer saying uh, he needs to. Uh, file the labor and uh, I-140 again because he withdraw my I-140. But in the USCIS website, uh, when I see with my uh, receipt number, it's still showing active. No. So go ahead, go ahead, file something called Freedom of Information Act, FOIA USCIS. Okay. Uh, so, I want yeah, you to you, file you, it and then FOIA Freedom of Information Act, FOIA USCIS. Google it. You will get to the form. Don't do it right now, please. Yeah, I'm writing down. I'm writing down the yeah. F. So F O I A U S C I S. Once you go in there, you file an online application. You'll find out there may be a couple of different reasons why this guy wants to file a form at I-140. Not he may have withdrawn it, most probably, because sometimes they are forced to withdraw. We force our employers to withdraw. If they have too many people whose I-140 is approved, they are not working for the company. that becomes a big burden for them to get an i1 next i140 approved so we cut all the people off who are not working for the company that could be the reason why he wants to file the i140 then the next question that pops up is why does he want to file the labor certification again here is the reason though let's say your priority date is 2015 you left him in 2016 though okay let's say 2016 december you left him so the company has to prove the ability to pay in 2015 and 2016 Let's say the prevailing wage is hundred thousand dollars. You're making hundred thousand dollars. They don't have to prove anything for you. Hundred thousand, hundred thousand, you're good. But in 2017, you're not working. 2018, you're not working. 2019, you're not working. 2020, you're not working. These four years, they still have to prove that they have hundred thousand dollars. Can they go to profit? Of course, they have hundred thousand dollar profit. Guess what, Jaypal? There are ten other Jaypals there. Yeah. If there are ten other Jaypals, it's not hundred thousand. It's one million. But their profit is only four hundred thousand. 
Yeah. In that way, they may have to refile the entire application. So I don't know the exact circumstances under which if you want, I mean, these things, if you consult with the company's lawyer, not me, with yeah. the company's yeah, sure. lawyer, yeah. that lawyer will be able to tell because he has all the things in front of him. He will tell, oh, no, no, I have to, why you have to do it? So you make a consultation with the approval of the company because he won't disclose the information of the company's yeah. information. You have to get the approval. Maybe have three people online. I mean, employer and lawyer, that would be the best thing that you could do to get a solution though. But if the guy yeah. has to file the entire labor again, ah, oh, it's going to be two years. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, I have last question that is uh, H4 uh, EAD and H4 uh, thing. Like uh, uh, my wife, uh, I mean, my current employer applied the H4 and H4 EAD for my wife on Jan. If I move mm-hmm. back to my old employer, right? Uh, will I lose the time? Like, I mean, again, they need to file H4 most, EAD. Most, most probably you will not lose the time. You will be fine. Most probably. Of course, we have seen 10% of the time they go into, oh, the current H-1B is withdrawn, denied. We're going to deny the entire H-4. Then we have to file a motion to reconsider and you, you don't want to do all that. So as a precautionary step, what I would suggest you is you file one more H-4, one more EAD. Okay? Yes. In that way that you are secured just in case if something happens. Sorry, guys. Um, I have to leave. It's 407. Uh, tomorrow yes. is the next conference call. It's 1130. Don't forget that we do have a YouTube and Facebook live every Tuesday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. You can ask live questions there. Me and Emily Newman will answer those questions. Thank you, guys. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.